truth this morning. But also, Lord, we know that you dwell within us. Where will we go? By your Spirit. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the love and for the joy and the peace that flows forth from your Spirit within us. As you've recreated us, Father, in Christ Jesus. So we're new creatures in you, whole. Whole, holy and without blame before you. That is the truth and we thank you for it. We give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name, hallelujah. I think I will do our announcements now. I was thinking of waiting a moment, but we'll do these. And um, Here's a special note. Uh, Adana and Maria have been blessing us with meals. Do you know how long it's been, Joyce? 17 years. Very faithfully, at least once a month. and. Uh, so anyway, we're this morning, there's going to be a, uh, like there usually is, we call it the tip jar or whatever, but, and that's usually what we use that for, is for defraying expenses of the food, of course. Um, but, um, I mean, the people aren't, that do the things, it's volunteer, you know, but it does go for the food, but today, we're going to have that be there for just blessing Adana Maria oh, for all that they've done through all these years. Just a show of appreciation. Someone asked about checks, and if, if you do write a check, write it to TCC, and then we'll gather those together and, and uh, get that to them as well. So that's an opportunity that we have this morning. But also this morning, there is a need for helpers for cleanup afterwards. Um, and that is, we're going to have a message on being servants. <laughs> and this is certainly one way that we can do that. And I think you'll find that there really is neat fellowship when you're working together with other people, like with cleaning up afterwards. Uh, there's fellowship there too. Uh, but anyway, today we do need some helpers uh, for Adana Maria for cleanup. So, just that note. Uh, coffee time note, we are receiving, receiving baked goods and treats for the Sunday fellowship, and that's like coffee time. And there's a note there, you can probably see it on the, on the wall too, that uh, some uh, details about that. And then the Wednesday meetings are going to be normal this week. Tithes and offerings. We have our boxes on the back for giving of tithes and offerings. And uh, for those watching online, we welcome you, by the way. Um, you can send tithes and offerings by mail to Box 67, 10 Strike, or go to our website, 10strikechurch.com. 
just a note, Lowell, Lowell is, Lowell O'Brien actually doing quite well. Um, he is sitting in a chair and he's actually walking some. Uh, I saw him the other day and I, we weren't really expecting to see that, but he was sitting in a chair and he was, he quoted the Psalm 23 and we, he wouldn't let us help him. He kept, you know, stopping. He'd start over again and he got all the way through. Now he's going to be almost 100 years old here in a few, a few days, uh, July 7. And, uh, but then he said, yeah, he said, I also memorized the two prayers in Ephesians. So then we, he says, I don't remember those anymore, but I did memorize those. And uh, so anyway, he was doing well. We just wanted to report that. There's information in the announcements about sending him greeting cards, too. So I just want to add, um, Joy and Elsie were with us visiting him because he's like a grandpa to them. And so each of them read one of his favorite Ephesian prayers, prayers to him. But many times he said to us how he really likes it there at the Cornerstone Care Center. And many times he said, they are taking such good care of me. And he also loves the view outside his window is a lush green golf course. And so he watches all the action there, and he can't wait till he gets to walk with his walker outside. So he sends his love. He always, always, when we will call him or visit him, he always expresses his love for you as his church family. Yes. To clarify, he did not, he said he has cracks in his pelvic bone. Yeah, he called them cracks. It wasn't broken, just cracks or or whatever it is, yeah. Lowell, 31 years ago, um, when I was going through that situation with a burst appendix, and I don't know at what point it was, but there was a knock on our door, and I don't think Joyce was there, but I opened it, and here was Lowell. Lowell O'Brien, and he, and he came in with a book by T.L. Osborne on healing. You know, he visited me there and uh, shared that book with me and spoke words of faith over me and prayed for me. He's probably, I would, yeah, I'm sure he's the oldest person from our church family. Anybody here 100 years old? Doesn't look like it. <laughs> so anyway, part of the church family. No. But uh, we, there's a brand new, and I'd say part of our church family that were just born this week. So we have Grandpa and Grandma Sharon here. And... Uh, 
Callista May Faye. Callista Faye Sharon was born to Ma jo Josiah and Mandy Sharon this week. And uh, so it'll be fun to see Callista here soon, I'm sure. We'll get to see them. And congratulations to Grandpa and Grandma. You seem kind of young, grandpas and grandmas, but that's good. That's good. Um, I'm just going to share this before, right before we uh, go to the message, and then we're going to be praying over our new deacons that we're going to be installing today. But last December was I shared about how Joyce and I were sensing transitions coming forward, and I took that service to share about it. Uh, it was part of the story, part of the Christmas story. And uh, I thought it would, we thought it was probably time to just give an update on that. And so that's what this is, and I wrote it out. So it won't take long, but uh, hopefully it's, there's clarity here for us. Um, Joyce and I are continuing to see the transition in our ministry roles here at TCC as a process that is unfolding in steps. We want to affirm this, that this church family is now and will continue to be our church home throughout these steps and even after they are completed, these steps. We have seen some encouraging things taking place and believe that we are progressing in God's timing in recent months. Some of you from our church family have come into various administrative and governmental roles. Joyce and I are excited to see several people, including young adults, taking places in helps ministries as well. These developments are freeing us to focus on areas that flow with our ministry strengths, including more attention to pastoral care ministry for the church family. At this point, we do not know the length of time for this stage of our transition, which will culminate in our passing the baton to the next lead pastor. But, we believe that we together as a church family will know when that, when the Lord's timing is for that and who will be the person of God's choosing there. Um, a word that we received as leaders when we initially prayed about this transition time is we believe that God is going to work it out, but we do not have to figure it out. And the following scriptures confirm this Proverbs 3 5 and 6 this is the message Bible trust God from the bottom of your heart and do not figure out and don't try to figure out everything on your own listen for God's voice in everything you do everywhere you go he's the one who will keep you on track and then from the passion translation Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. So 
So we are excited for the future as we pray and seek the Lord together. We are anticipating that the Lord will lead us successfully as a church family through this season of transition. Love and blessings, Pastor Steve and Joyce. So, you know, if you have questions, you can talk to me or Joyce, but but uh, I hope there's clarity there. You know, it's a thing where we do not know the timing. I sense it's longer than I originally thought it might be, but that's okay. We're just flowing with his, what the Lord is doing, and we're going to know together. But I want to keep talking to you about it and letting you know where things are at so you can, we can all pray together. And I really know there's going to be a unity of spirit um, in these things. But like I said, we're encouraged it's already happening. And that's a great intro. I mean, as far as church body stepping up and such, it's a great intro to the message, which is by love, serve one another. Um, in the body of Christ on earth, there are many parts. And the way for the local church to function well is for each part or member to take their place in serving the others. Here's a servant story. Everett, men named Everett discovered that the church doors were often left unlocked after everyone had gone home on Sundays. So every Sunday after the service, he now waits until the building is empty and then checks every door to make sure that all is safe. He wasn't hired or even asked to do this. He just gave himself the job. Everett is acting in line with Jesus' exhortation to be a servant. In Jesus' eyes, he is great in the kingdom. And that alludes to this verse here, Mark 10:43. This is Jesus speaking. He said, Whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. Will serve you. Galatians 5.13 says, For you, brethren, were indeed called to freedom, only do not let your freedom be an incentive to your flesh and an opportunity or excuse for selfishness, but through love you should serve one another. That is the love walk. It's serving. It has to be by love, or it's not going to happen that we would be serving. And we've talked about every believer a minister. Well, minister is a server. It's a servant doing service to others. Um, as believers, we are called by God to be his ministers, to be his servers. And we have been directed by him to do our part in serving mankind, and in particular, the other members of the body of Christ here on earth. And that's your brothers and sisters in Christ. And we and you have been commissioned to do your unique part as a functioning member in the body of Christ. So all of us are to be ministers. All of us are to be servers, servants. And the purpose in serving one another, well, 
we were created for a purpose, each of us. God created everything in the world for a purpose, including you. You're not here by accident. We talked about that just on Mother's Day here, Joyce and I did. You are here because God made you. God made you. And God has a plan and purpose for your life, and servanthood is certainly part of that, being a servant. This morning as I was getting ready, sometimes on Sunday mornings I'll listen to music. Aren't you thankful for music? I was just thinking of that this morning. There's something about music that is really neat, that we can unite all our voices together and in worship to God. But anyway, Vestal Goodman, some of you know who that is. is it, let me see if you know who Vestal Goodman is. Um, she's in heaven now, but she had a, a voice that just belted out the music. And I don't know, I'm sure most of you that have given messages like in church or whatever situation, sometimes you wonder just about where you're going and what you're doing and you need it's good to have affirmation from the Lord on things well this morning uh, Vessel was singing the song I was born to be a servant and she just sang it out so strong I was born to be a servant she was singing it strong and uh, that, that was pretty neat I thought and it's true we were born to be a servant um, and this includes our individualized function in the Lord's church here on earth. And he made us for a reason. He made you for a reason only to be fulfilled by you. God designed and gifted you to walk in that destiny and you and this plan are his idea and God doesn't make mistakes. You and your function were planned before you were born. Before you were born. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 18, But God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. See that? That's the Bible. God has carefully designed, and you can put your name in there, and place you in the body to function as he desires. God didn't just randomly come up with a bunch of components and throw them together and out came you. And he didn't do this in regard to his body either or a local church body or the, you know, the church in any given generation or location. God's purpose, he purposefully and personally designed us, you and then a local church body, to do special things. And he places in our hearts a longing, puts there a longing to fulfill what he has created us to be as individuals and also together as a church family. 
There's a scripture I used two weeks ago, and it's Ecclesiastes 3.11. It says, He that's God made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. And at the end of the day, as we say, or at, we could say at the end of our life, we are going to seem unfulfilled if we haven't flowed in that purpose that he has for us. You say, oh no, I know I've missed it in a lot of areas already. Well, start right now, right where you are at. Don't get in condemnation. That's a tool of the enemy. Don't be in condemnation. But that fulfillment comes as we flow in his purpose in those areas of servanthood and serving. He made us to fulfill an important part in his purpose for the time and place in which we are now living. And that's for each one of us. For each one of us. Are we walking in that plan and purpose? Are we going there now, today? Am I going there? I, as I was, this morning, as I was looking at this again, that little phrase, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. I do not know who wrote that. But it's something to think about, isn't it? Esther 4.14, and who knows but that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this, and for this very occasion. And again, this is true both for us as individuals, but also for the body of Christ in the earth today, but that comes down to local churches in the body of Christ today. In May of 2022, we are living, and we are a local church body and we want to flow in his purpose for us and we want to be serving each part has a unique place in serving the body of Christ as believers we are particular members parts of the body of Christ and let's go to Luke or excuse me to 1 Corinthians 12 verse 18 starting there and just look at what the Bible says about this it says, but now God has set. Let's say that with me. God has set the members. That means he has set you, each one of us, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? There wouldn't be a body if it was just one member. But now indeed there are many members, yet one body, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor can the head say to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. There should be no schism in the body, but the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. 
So God has gifted you to be a special part in the body of Christ and in his church and in this church. 1 Peter 4.10 God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them to serve one another. From the word of God. But you know it takes love. It takes love for us to serve together. Because we are all different parts. And we can often... Because we're different parts, there can be differences of opinion. There can be differences of the way we look at things, of how this should be done, that should be done, and so forth. Uh, And we think that person is wrong, but maybe it's you that's wrong. Or maybe neither is wrong. Have you ever thought about that? That often happens in husband-wife relationships because a lot of times the opposites attract and and there, there's ample opportunity to realize the other, our mate is not like us. They see things from a different perspective. There was an illustration of Pastor David Henderson from Lafayette, Indiana. He says, recently I was turning onto a highway on-ramp not far from my house when a car coming from the other direction pulled right in front of me. I hit the brakes and then waited patiently for the offender to go past me and then went on, bugged by the insolence of the pushy driver. The next time I was at the intersection, the same thing happened. This time I was more put out. But then I noticed something. The yield sign was facing me not the other person. (laughs) Turns out I was the offending party. Oh no, not me. Not me. Yeah. So love is an essential ingredient needed to allow these imperfect and variant parts of the body of Christ to function together. You see this? We run into things. For us to function successfully together, love needs to be flowing. And here's what this God kind of love looks like. And so we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 13 here and just look at it. And let's apply it to serving others as we let God's word show us what it is. Love is very patient. This is verse 4. And kind. And you can think of this like in the church family, but you can think of it in your family, in your home, wherever you you would apply it. Love is very patient and kind, never jealous or envious, never boastful or proud, never haughty or selfish or rude. Love does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable or touchy. Has anyone been irritable or touchy this morning yet? Does not hold grudges, 
We'll hardly even notice when others do it wrong. How would you like to live in that kind of a culture and atmosphere? Wonderful, right? Well, that's exactly what God is calling us to. We'll hardly even notice when others do it wrong. Well, if I was them, I'd do it this way, not that way, right? Well, you're not them, <laughs> for one thing. It is never glad about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. And if someone, if you love someone, you will be loyal to him no matter what the cost. You will always believe in him. You will always believe in them. 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 Say it with me. You will always believe in them. We need people to believe in us. And that person needs somebody to believe in them. And you may be the one. Always expect the best of them. A phrase my dad always used to say is, well, I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Did you ever hear that phrase? Phraseology? Well... I'll just give him the benefit of the doubt. I heard a phrase by someone some time ago, and it's really helped me. And it was in regard to other people, or even when you would expect appreciation from them, or whatever, because of something you did, or whatever. And it was this, expect nothing, expect nothing, but appreciate everything that comes as a word of thanks or whatever. And that can be right in the church life, the body of Christ. We do things, maybe spend hours doing things to help the body, but maybe it seems like there's just no appreciation for it. Well... Just pre prepared in the sense that there won't be, but if there is something, really appreciate that. See, that's what love does. That's what love does. But it also believes the best in them and it expects the best. It seems contradictory, but I believe it's the way that love would flow. And always stand your ground in defending them. All the special gifts and powers from God will someday come to an end. But love goes on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. It'll go on forever. And you know, that's something we can study more. I'm not going to go over it this morning, but the Amplified Bible really has a good... Rendering it brings out shades of meaning in that passage of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. It brings out things that are good to meditate on and to live by love. 
It's amazing how happy you become when you live from love, even happy. Yes, the joy can be there, but it brings a happiness. It brings a lightness. It brings a joy. It, it does something to us when we are giving and when we serve other people because it's what we were made for. It's what fulfills us. It's a part of the fulfillment. It's by doing something for somebody else without expecting something back. I actually came across an article that's from the Newswise of the Mayo Clinic, Rochester, Minnesota. It's titled Volunteering for Better Health. And uh, people who volunteer have a lower rates of heart disease and live longer than peers who do not volunteer, according to Mayo Clinic Health Source. Volunteering can boost mental health as well. Volunteering can provide a sense of purpose and vitality, which are key elements in helping stave off depression. To realize the health benefits of volunteering, a commitment of 40 to 100 hours a year is needed, studies have shown. That equates to a couple hours a week. Recommendation, this is still from that article, determine your interests, for volunteering, focus on an issue that you care deeply about. Consider skills you have developed over the years and can share. Or you could think of skills that you would like to learn. So that's that article. And here's something from Joyce Sackett of Navigators Ministry. She says, one service that a person should be alert to perform for another in the Christian community is that of active helpfulness. This means simple assistance and even small external type matters like helping clean up the dishes after a meal on Sunday. You know we all like to eat, right? Or at least most people do. I've met a few people that definitely eat to live. Not the other way around. <laughs> but I really enjoy eating. Do you? And you know, it's great fellowship we have here in our times of eating together. And so what, what we're looking for is that the folks that prepare all the food and serve it don't have to also clean. And so as we all take turns doing that, it spreads it out and that's part of active helpfulness that Joyce Sackett is talking about here. She goes on, this means simple assistance and even small external type matters. Nobody is too good for the smallest service. One, of, one who worries about the loss of time that such petty outward acts of help like this entails is usually taking the importance of his or her own self too solemnly. So, we do have opportunities, and like I said, it's been a blessing for Joyce and I just to see people stepping up into places. Today we're going to be installing three people who have committed to serving our TCC family as deacons. Um, it's going to be Dan Sadak, 
and Scott Davis and Luke Van Tassel. And uh, we're thankful for all who are ministering in this local church, for all who are a part here and take parts. Um, someone who now is also serving, he's coming to a place where he has said yes, that he will help as a, our volunteer coordinator, Zach Vinder. And we're thankful for that. So Zach, many of you have probably had him come up to you and say, would you be willing to help with this? Or would you be help, willing to help with that? And... Uh, it takes a special kind of person to do that in a way because sometimes there's, you know, people don't receive that real well. Sometimes they receive it very well, right, Zach? Other times not so much. But you'll find that if you say no to Zach, you'll just say, okie dokie. <laughs> and then he'll move on, you know. <laughs> He said that to me, to me a few times in texts where he says, okie dokie. <laughs> you know what okie dokie is, right? <laughs> I'm not sure I do. That <laughs> <laughs> means okay, I guess. Um, but if you are open to give yourself to help fulfill a current need in our church body and you're not sure what that would be or what needs there are, talk to Zach. And we're actually, after we pray for the deacons here in just a moment, I think we're going to pray for Zach as well for that place that he has. Um, possibly you have an idea where you could serve or else Zach could help you with seeing what current needs there are, waiting someone to step in. Here's a little serving example. In her local church, Kathy is a deacon. She's doing her part to train some church members to think about serving. When she serves coffee and tea on Sundays, someone will come up to complain, what, no hot chocolate? Or to suggest, why don't you serve cider? Her response is, great idea. What week could you bring that? And that is, that's, that's very good. That's very good. So, hallelujah. Together we move forward in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the great shepherd of the sheep, and we are going to go in his strength and his power. Amen. So I'd like to ask Dan, Scott, and Luke, and your wives to come up here. I was also... Let's see. I bet you Dan is serving in the kitchen, isn't he, right now? Why don't you have him come? I want him and you to stand behind these folks. And also Gus, Mark, and Sue, are you here? And Joan and Dave, are you here? I'll have you stand, like, start right here, why don't you? Kind of go that way, a little bit facing toward that the clock, the green clock numbers up there facing toward those. And we'll come up just a little bit because we're going to stand behind you. Hallelujah.
And Joyce, why don't you come and stand behind him too? Let's see. The rest of you, let's stand together as we do this. You want to bring the microphone too, Joyce? So, I think you probably know who this is, who we have here. This Lauren and Luke, Cindy and Scott, and Dan and Paula. And uh, we're thankful for them coming into these places, into these positions. And uh, we're so, uh, thanks, Dan, for coming. We're so thankful for your serving heart. You know, we just had a whole message on serving here. And, and I think we know that Dan is a real server. He's got a gift in it, but he yields to that. And we're thankful for it. Um, and these folks here, and Mark, I've had the Lord put you on my heart to lead us in prayer over these people here now. So Mark did not know that ahead of time, so this is going to come right from his spirit, right? <laughs> Didn't I have time to think about it. But this, us back here, let's lay our hands on them. Try to stretch out so everybody's got their hands on somebody. And you can just reach a hand out maybe to them as they come into this role, as we install them today as deacons. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we just want to thank you for your provision of these volunteers in your name. We thank you. Lord, we've, we've seen their actions, we've seen their hearts, we know them, Lord, and their desire to serve you in whatever the need is, Lord. And we thank you for sending them forth and allowing them and their mates to step up and do the things necessary in your body here, Lord. We thank you for the unity. We thank you for each one, Lord. And may they be empowered by your Holy Spirit. May you give them ideas. May you give them inspiration, Lord. And we thank you for the example they set already, Lord. And we look forward to many days as our church grows and prospers. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for leading the way. And we ask your blessing on the families and the extended families of each represented here today, yes. Father. In yes. Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. Amen. Thank Amen. you for the servants, Lord. Amen. Amen. So just stand in place here a moment. And uh, Andrew and Sarah, if you'd come and stand right in front of these folks here and face over this way. And Andrew is a deacon already, and he really is our lead deacon now. He's our lead deacon. And Zach and Abby, if you'd come and stand in front of them, I'm gonna have Andrew and or Sarah pray over you. This is for Zach, but you know, the thing is, you know, Husbands and wives, you know, we work together 
even though one of us is in a position, we know that the other person is right there with us. So I'll take that mic and I'll give this to you. And now we're going to pray over them as volunteer, or Zach over as volunteer coordinator. So. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for this church family, Lord, and we are thankful for the Binder family and how quickly they have um, plugged in, Lord, and uh, become a, a great part of our church family, Lord, and they've uh, been helping behind the scenes and getting other people involved, Lord. We're, we're so blessed to have the Binder family here, Lord, and for their story, Lord, the reason that you brought them here, Lord, and the gifts and abilities that you've given to Zach and Abby, Lord. We just uh, pray that you would continue to encourage them, strengthen them, Lord. Uh, um, we thank you for your wisdom, your heavenly spiritual wisdom, in addition to their gifts, Lord. Thank you for Zach's willingness to uh, be the coordinator of volunteers, Lord. We just uh, agree with Mark's earlier prayer that as we grow and as we get stronger as a church, Lord, that you will... Um, Use and bless Zach and Abby in their hearts and their gifts for the sake of your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And so, just before we dismiss, I'll say, remember, if you want to give a blessing to Adana Maria, we'll do that today. Just put it in the jar that's there. And... Uh, also, some help afterwards to clean up. All right. So God bless you all. If you would like prayer for something, please be free to come up here or ask somebody else. And we are just thankful for all of you that are willing to help and to serve. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jason.